When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go to go Put them together for Friday. The weekend is here. It's going to be a hot one, but uh, it's here. Made it to the end of a long work week. Weekend will include some good baseball, obviously. The National Championship Series will start tomorrow night up in Omaha. LSU, back-to-back wins. We'll recap how they got there last night. What a thriller that was. Two of the best teams in the country, two of the best pitchers in the country, head-to-head. It was as advertised. Also, Ty's Rangers will be in New York to face the Yankees. My Astros will be in L.A. to face the Dodgers. Those two don't like each other very much. Oh, yeah. Good stuff in Major League Baseball and uh, among the fun conversations of this coming weekend. Also, the Longhorns with a big recruiting weekend, as we talked about. We'll reset that for you coming up. Longhorns with 21 of the top prospects in the country. Uh, rolling through here, including uh, several five-star players. Colin Simmons, the pass rusher out of Duncanville, will be in town this weekend for his official visit. The Longhorns did get a commitment yesterday, a running back, which we'll tell you about here coming up in our headlines. Also this hour, Keenan Womack will join us for a second straight day to talk about what went down last night in Brooklyn with the draft picks. Now that we know how each team selected, uh, his thoughts on uh, who did well and who uh, maybe struggled last night in their picks. And uh, the question of the day, was Grady Dick's suit stylish or ridiculous? Where are you on there? Are you closer to ridiculous or closer no, to stylish? No, I mean, those guys get their one. That's that's kind of their day. I mean, I mean, as long as they don't come naked, I guess they can wear whatever whatever they want. I mean, they can call it, for them, it's stylish. I thought it was a bit over the top. But, you know, what do I know? For a white kid from Kansas, I wasn't buying. I'm not down with the Liberace look. I was down jump. with it. I know you were. Cause you, would you wear that suit? Yes. I, I, I mean, anytime I have to wear, a, you know, for like prom and high school and stuff, I, I would always go black on black on black tuxedo. Would you really? I wore a light purple velvet to a prom. I've worn a, I, yeah, I've done you that, that too. You know that? one year. Yeah. Trusty deal, yeah. I always try to be a little flashy. It was okay. It doesn't work as well for me, though. Yeah, but I, I that's, that's kind of it. That, I mean, I get flashy, but, but Grady Dick doesn't appear to be a flashy kind of guy. Kind of seemed outside. What? Because he's a white guy. Yep. I say? just think he from Kansas. I, I think, I think like, he's a baby-faced white kid from Kansas. For all of those guys, that's just I, I don't I don't know if that would be their normal. That's that's their day in the sun. That's you know that's I want to be seen deal. I don't know if those guys dress like that every place they go. No, I mean I get it. You I know? mean it's it's the fashion night. You get to show off, but I mean we see. He it says in the it NFL. was a. Uh, he says that it was a uh, ode to Dorothy. And her slippers, her ruby red slippers, were not in Kansas anymore. He had a theme. There he had go. a theme. Yeah, 
I give him credit for that. When in with Cre- the creativity, A, execution, Absolute. C-. Yeah, that's not, that's not good there, Liberace, no. Well, I mean, I guess some people would look good in that. I, I just didn't see it from him. Wasn't my deal. But you know what? Everybody has an opinion. That's why we do this. Let's get to the headlines, though, trending topics, and we'll get to Keenan Womack's thoughts on the outfits of last night and who made the best picks. All right, NBA, as expected, no surprise. First selection of the NBA draft last night. One of the best prospects, uh, some declaring the best prospect to enter the league since LeBron James 20 years ago. With the first pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama from Nantar, France. Yeah, 7'5", 19 years old, incredibly smooth offensive skill set, along with an 8-foot wingspan, already immediate shot-blocking ability for the Spurs, who'll roll in this year. Charlotte Hornets, of course, surprised some when they selected Alabama forward Brandon Miller with pick number two. That was ahead of the draft's top point guard, and many thought top second prospects, Scoot Henderson, he went to Portland at three. Fourth pick, Houston Rockets took Amen Thompson. His brother, Asar, was taken by Detroit with the fifth pick, making the 6-7 identical twins the first pair of brothers ever to be drafted within the top ten picks of a draft. Rockets also drafted Villanova wing Cam Whitmore with the 20th pick. That was a player many believed would be taken in the top 10. He was still available at 20. Also after trading back a little bit with the 12th pick, the Dallas Mavericks selected Duke center Derek Lively. One major trade announced ahead of last night's draft. Golden State Warriors reportedly trading Jordan Poole to the Washington Wizards for veteran point guard Chris Paul. And according to his agents, former Longhorn Sir Jabari Rice has signed a two-way contract with the San Antonio Spurs after the draft. College baseball, incredible game last night in Omaha. Two of the best teams in the country, two of the best pitchers in all of college baseball went head-to-head with a trip to the National Championship Series on the line. After ten and a half innings of scoreless baseball, it was LSU third baseman Tommy White who finally connected. Yeah, there it was. Carl Ravitch on ESPN, a walk-off win for LSU. They take down top-ranked Wake Forest for the second straight night in Omaha. Tigers got eight innings of two-hit uh, pitching from their staff ace, Paul Skeens. He struck out 12. Uh, Wake Forest ace, Rhett Lauder, with seven innings, three hits allowed, dominant as well. Um, but in the end, LSU gets the win. It'll be an all-SEC best-of-three final matchup with LSU facing Florida beginning tomorrow night. It's a rematch of the 2017 finals that saw the Gators win their first national title. Uh, Dell Diamond last night. Round Rock posted their sixth straight win. They rolled past Sacramento 11-5 to on that thirsty Thursday. Same two tonight at uh, Bud Light Fireworks Friday. College football, we mentioned big recruiting weekend for the Longhorns starts today. As they've got 21 of the top-ranked players in the state and around the country coming in. Longhorns did get a commitment yesterday. Uh, Longhorns enter with some momentum. The staff earned the commitment of one of the top running backs and players all in the state of Arizona. Four-star running back from Phoenix, Christian Clark. Committed to the Longhorns yesterday. He was part of last weekend's recruiting weekend. Six foot, two hundred and five pounder. Chose the Longhorns over Oregon, Georgia, and Florida State. Horn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Get a free Hustler generator with purchase of select Hustler zero turn mowers in stock till June thirtieth at Top Gun. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. Thank you, Brandon Mars. They will shoot you straight, and uh, always appreciate them at the eight o'clock hour. Victor Wenbanyama is a spur, long and lean. What do you always say, long and tall, and that ain't all? Sleeps in the kitchen with his feet in the hall. <laughs> he probably could. And he certainly didn't buy that suit that he was wearing off the rack. I mean, that is a... No. I guess you had to... I guess when you're that large, you got... I mean, 
you have to make, have all your clothes made for you. Correct? Sure. Yeah, you're not going down to the outlet mall and just picking up stuff <laughs> off the rack and putting them on. It's not going to work. And the uh, that is funny because you and all those guys, right? They're oh yeah, their arms are you know. And I believe Victor has like a six eight brother and a sister that's like six three. That's obviously a very tall family. And uh, the Spurs happy to have won the lottery and happy to have taken that selection. Uh, he will be the centerpiece of the Spurs moving forward. Rockets. And we'll talk to Keenan Womack about this coming up. I do think the Rockets had themselves a good night. I mean, uh, Amen Thompson is you know, quite the athlete. I mean, the question with Amen and his brother are the level, uh, the the competition they were playing in that uh, overtime elite program they were in that just started four, you know, four, five or six years ago. But you know, pretty much consensus that Amen Thompson may be the most impressive athlete in the draft at six seven. Just a freaky, freaky athlete. Uh, who also is he's, he's point guard. Like he can d- distribute, maybe the best passer uh, in this draft. And so the Rockets will have him next to Jalen Green, a very dynamic backcourt to build around. Uh, also for Houston, some good fortune that the, the the kid from Villanova, Cam Whitmore, who a lot oh, of people yeah. had as a top six or seven pick, was there at 20. And the Rockets were pretty eager to grab him. Apparently he had some maybe sluggish pre-draft workouts and there was an injury concern. But, man, if that works out for Houston, you could have taken you know, two top ten picks without having, you know, having to trade anything to get him to go with Jalen Green and now Ime Udoka. Yeah, I thought they had a good draft last night. Uh, which you know, uh, Houston. This says Al's big and tall, former whale, could, uh, could deliver. Used to go there with my dad. Al's really? Big, really? Because you're big and tall? Not for me, for him. How tall is your father? Uh, we're about the same height, but he used to be a little bit rounder. Rounder. Okay. Thicker. Yes. Trim down. Yeah, he fluctuates. Good. Says who took uh, Dick last night? Um, well, that's a personal <laughs> question. No, it was uh, Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors. Raptors took the red-suited um, Mr. Grady Dick. That was their pick. Thirteenth, thirteenth overall. So Mavericks. Uh, Derek Lively. My concern here is yes, he's seven-one, and the Mavericks need a big. But if you play at Duke and you play in college basketball and you don't, you're seven foot one and you don't even average five rebounds a game. That's concerning to me. You play you play a full season of college basketball. Barely average twenty minutes per game too. Yeah, Was well that's part of it. Times. Yeah, I mean, you should at least be able to rebound at that height. I mean, if he, if I he think got, he can. I think I'm more worried about his def- or his offensive game than his rebounding. Well, he doesn't have, have much of an offense. Doesn't have game, a shot. And today's NBA, that's it's usually you know you can only you can only reach a, uh, you know a certain potential if you don't have a jump shot. Well, we're trying to reach out to Keenan Womack, get his thoughts on these uh, picks last night with Wynn Banyama. Uh, amen. Love the name. Amen. Amen, Thompson. Rolling into Houston. Uh, and the game last night in Omaha was just phenomenal. I mean, it's one of those must-see. For, for a baseball fan and a college baseball fan, it was just you had to be there to see these, you know, two, those, two court, those two pitchers are going to be the first two pitchers drafted in the draft coming up. Uh, obviously, Dylan Cruz, the, the outfielder, will also be a high pick, um, you know, the center fielder. There's a lot of talent on the field, and it lived up to it. I mean, you looked up, it was in the, in the ninth or tenth inning, and it had only been like two and a half hours. I mean, the, the pitching was so efficient and so dominant. You know, Paul Skeens, this dude's something else. Uh, you know, at 6'6 and, you know, 240 or whatever he is, that dude is unbelievable. Uh, eight innings, threw 120 pitches, struck out 12, uh, two hits allowed. Neither team was able to generate anything against Rhett Lauder or Paul Skeens. Then the Wake Forest bullpen. And the LSU game, you know, bullpen came in and did the same thing, just throwing high velocity. Uh, you know, there weren't even rallies really in this game. Uh, there was one great play at the plate, 
uh, in the eighth inning, which uh, LSU made that saved the game. Just an incredible play. Uh, but then the walk-off home run, it kind of felt like a game that was going to end up in, in a play like that. Someone was going to get it. You know, yeah, get a not like they're going to get a bunch of hits off those two guys. Yeah, it was going to be tough. Then against those bullpens to string hits together, the longer the game went, you felt like maybe you know, LSU and Wake Forest would have the advantage because they, they had that night off two nights ago. But you know, as we talked about with, with LSU, to beat them the other night with the kid that hadn't started a game all year to come in and give them six innings, and they only had to use two pitchers to beat Wake Forest the first night that gave them a pretty fresh bullpen last night, and uh, obviously you know Tommy White connects and he'll be forever an LSU hero. They're going to play Florida for the national championship. You know the two brothers last night who got drafted. You know one right after each other. He, that those guys are they going to be tough enough? Because they got those little pretty faces. Who the Thompson are, twins? Yeah, are they are they going to worry about getting their faces cut and stuff in the NBA elbows? They are pretty. I don't mind telling you that they are hand, like they, they handsome look dad, like, really nice I don't looking see mom that from them. You don't see you see some toughness in them. I don't see pretty prettiness. You don't see that, but they look like like they they have figures like a runway model, like these real. Yeah, I was thinking. Things. I was thinking if somebody elbowed them and they got a little bruised cheek, that was not going to. They weren't going to be rough enough to be in the NBA. Though I think those two guys are definitely the two biggest boomer busts. Well, they, so? well yeah. they played in overtime elite. They didn't play in the G League, and they didn't play in college basketball, so you, you don't know what the level of competition they were playing against is. But it's, it's hard to doubt their athleticism. I mean, freaks. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Freaks, uh, to say the least. And uh, for the Rockets, they're, they're certainly happy to get him. He's a defensive, he's a plus defensive player at 6'7". He's a point guard. He's got to learn to shoot. And he's got to develop his jump shot. I mean, that's going to be, you know, his, his ceiling will be determined by his ability to shoot the basketball. But he can finish. And uh, him next to with Jalen Green, who was their high pick a year ago. I mean, that's maybe the most athletic young backcourt in the league. Uh, freaky athletic for uh, what what Ime Udoka wants to do. Now the question is: Is Houston go after James Harden? I don't know. I'm I'm good. Let's just let's move just, on. Just leave that. him in Philly. With James Harden, I'm kind of like Zeke Elliott with the Cowboys. Let's just move on. Rip the Band-Aid. Call it a day. Let's let's not go there. Yeah, just news? never watch James Harden play again. I, I'm I don't need it. Not in Houston. I'm fine. I look. I I've seen. Well, he enough. doesn't play when he gets there. He only plays. He has when he's more. In he has more in his tank than Zeke Elliott does. <laughs> I'm just talking about in Houston. Uh, just just get over it. Just move on. Build around these young players. Go after somebody it's else. Not a good city for him. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, he's very famous there. Yes, yes, he is. The clubs well, will be happy that he's coming back if he does come back. Watch uh, out, Mariah Mills. Oh, exactly. All right, she's from Dallas. Never mind. It says uh, Florida is set up in a great position. And that's true. Florida hasn't lost a game yet. Florida and Florida has great pitching, and they don't. They're not going to have to face Paul Skeens. I mean, that's the for Florida um, to to get through unscathed, and LSU would have to use Paul Skeens last night to get here. That uh, you know the fact that you have a three game series where they're not going back to him. I, I mean, it's Thursday. I guess if they got to Monday, you might be able to use him sure. for a little bit. But you know, that's a huge bullet to dodge if you're Florida. And I have to face that guy because he is, man, it, it, just to sit and watch him last night, he is impressive. I mean, he. some are saying he's the best college arm to come out ever, certainly in the top three or four of uh, dominant pitchers to, to pitch at the college level. And uh, it's it's a great benefit. And Florida's going to be able to line up their pitching, which will be uh, big for them for sure. So Florida, the advantage, they did beat LSU for the national title in 2017, and they'll have a chance to do it again. And that you know, with with the SEC, Buck, that's where the Longhorns in Oklahoma are headed. Uh, that you know, the football conference, we we get excited about that. But the baseball, adding Texas uh, and Oklahoma. Remember, Oklahoma was playing for the national championship one year ago, 
Uh, they were in the championship series and, and lost. Uh, but, you know, two really good baseball programs. Skip Johnson's team kind of fell off a little bit this year, made the tournament, but they were only a three seed. But those two joining that SEC, loaded, man. The, the, the college baseball in the SEC is going to be unbelievable. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, unbelievable to add uh, a program like Texas to that. And we talk about road trips in football to go to the, how about going to, the, to an LSU series or going to, you know, to, to, to play Mississippi State as a great baseball program. Longhorns ran into them in Omaha a couple of years ago, uh, just up and down. So looking forward to that, but that's 2024, 2024. But it's an all-SEC championship series. Somebody said David Hamilton made his major league debut last night. That is true. I saw a tweet from uh, – David Pierce. David Pierce was tweeting that uh, big night for the Longhorns because you had during the day the Atlanta Braves played Philadelphia. So you had Bryce Elder, uh, who's by the way pitching really good for the Atlanta Braves. He faced Philadelphia, who had Cody Clemens in the lineup, and then uh, last night in Minnesota, Boston Red Sox, uh, and it was the debut of one David Hamilton. Went one for three at the plate, playing shortstop for the Bo Sox. So good luck to David. What a San Marcos, Texas. So, yeah, good good day and night for the uh, Longhorns, former Longhorns in the Major League level. Good night for the LSU Tigers. And a good night for Victor Wenbanyama. He's going to the Spurs. What do they've got to build around him? Not a ton right now. I mean, they stripped it stripped it pretty bare uh, to tank. To get to tank? To get the tank. They probably will have a top five pick again next year, if I had to guess. You think? Yes. It'll be terrible once again. Well, the immediate expectation for Victor is going to be Defensive presence immediately, uh, because he's immediately a shot blocker. I mean, he 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 has great instincts for it. He's seven five, and he's got, you know, eighty inch vertical. I mean, he'll, he'll average like twelve points a game though. I think twelve to fifteen. I think twelve to fifteen uh, offensively, which is fine. But if he's a, immediately a, a plus defender, oh yeah, I mean, he's an aggressive shot blocker. Because the other thing about him, which is why people are so high on him, is he's he's athletic enough. That you can't just you know pick and roll him to death. He should be pretty good with his feet in the pick and roll game, um, and then defensively. Mean, how about him coming from an off ball block, you know, shot blocker? I always thought that of the admiral David Robinson. I always thought he was a fantastic shot blocker. His timing. Oh my gosh, was was unbelievable. Yeah, well, and Tim Ding- Tim Duncan was a you know how I many twelve thirteen time All Defensive Team. I mean, this guy should be that. I mean, this should be the anchor of your defense. Which you know sets up offense, shots, blocks, lead to fast breaks. Uh, that immediately helps you be a better offensive team when you play defense like that. He, sh- I mean, that should be the immediate expectation that that he is going to be. And he's not a lollygagger. No. He gets up and down the court pretty well. No, I mean, and we talked to Keenan Womack yesterday, and he said that's things people don't know is he's a, he's a he's a dog. I mean, he's an yeah. alpha. He's not one of those soft big guys. Now he's only two hundred twenty pounds, and so he's going to have to put on some weight. But he's aggressive. I mean, he's he's not what you would call fragile or frail. Right. Uh, he's going to get after it, which you love as a Spurs fan. And you know, Greg Popovich has been there. And you, how about having somebody like Tim Duncan to help sure. bring him along? I mean, uh, Tim Duncan, the Admiral. I mean, those guys will be there to help this guy develop. I mean, that couldn't be a better situation for him uh, in that in that market with Greg Popovich with that organization. And by the way, they're about to come online with a new five hundred million dollar complex. Have you seen this? Out there, it's and, a nice facility. Oh man, it's it's kind of like what the Cowboys have at the Star Complex, mm-hmm. but it's for basketball. Five hundred million. It'll it'll open, I believe. First phase will open right when they begin training camp in October down there north of San Antonio, out by La Cantera. Beautiful spot. So the Spurs on the rise, and you also with Sir Jabari Rice joining the Spurs on a two-way contract. You may see Sir Jabari. He could be playing for the Austin Spurs. 
mm-hmm. uh, out there at uh, Cedar Park Center. Uh, and you also know that the Spurs are planning to play again games at the Moody Center this year, like they did at the end of last regular season. So we could see Victor Wimbanyama in Austin, which would be kind of cool uh, to see the prospect that some say is the – I mean, when you read the, the draft hype about this guy, I mean, it, it's hard not to say and roll your eyes a little bit, be skeptical. But some say he's the most unique prospect – you know, ever maybe you know, compared to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when he came into the league, that is, we haven't seen a player this tall, this long, this skilled in a long, long time, maybe ever. Uh, and the impact he can have could be huge. Uh, so we're excited to watch him. Or he's going to have an impact. It's just how long will it take? Yeah, and that's why I say I think immediately he's a defensive presence. Uh, immediately improves you there. You he should average a couple, two, three blocks a game. Um, you know, in the minutes he plays. Now, his offensive game, how quickly does that come, will be the question. But, man, if you're working with with the big fundamental and he's going to school, I remember when Akeem Olajuwon came in the league uh, from the Houston Cougars to the – by the way, the Houston Cougars had a top-10 pick last night, first time since Akeem, um, the kid that, that was drafted seventh overall. But Akeem came in, and you know who mentored him was Moses Malone. Moses Malone was the guy. They'd go down to the Fondy Rec Center, wow. and Akeem would tell you that uh, those those battles with Mo Malone, because Mo was already an established player and big and physical and tough and, and really taught Akeem how to play the post. Biggest person I've ever seen up close and I in mean, person. That is the biggest dude I've ever seen, and, Moses Malone. And obviously when, he, when Akeem got there, Ralph Sampson was already there in Houston, and those two worked together. But, man, to have, to have Tim Duncan and the Admiral you know, teaching you big man moves, and who better than Tim Duncan? To say, look, let's uh, now. It's not. It's not a back to the basket game like it was even when Tim Duncan entered the league. But uh, no one uh, has the the, the 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 footwork and the the fundamental skill of a Tim Duncan for a big man. Perfect guy to learn from. Absolutely. And you know he'll be involved. You know, and you know with his relationship with Tony Parker that he already has played on his at one point played on his professional team in France. Um, it's going to be he'll, he'll be surrounded by by people that he already knows and trusts, and should be a really good place for him to start his career. The other guy on his team go to? Yeah, he went seven. Kulabay? Kulabale? Mm-hmm. Where, uh-huh. did, where did he end up at? He was drafted by the Pacers, I think. Or okay. I think he, he, the seventh and eighth picks were swapped. I forget which two teams it okay. was. But he went higher than I expected. Uh, and I was, have we heard from Keenan Womack? Hopefully we can get to Maybe, him. Maybe, looking like he might have slept in. Was he know. at the Deep Eddie Cabaret with you last night? No, no, he, <laughs> he's actually, he's a he's a sober man like Bucky, but uh, I think I saw him very active on Twitter last night. Well, he was very engaged, play. so he might. Yeah. And, we'll, I, and we'll I'm still, asleep. you know, I, I mean, I did think Sheedway would go somewhere last night. I just, he's such a big dude. I mean. Those dudes just don't get drafted anymore, man. Really? That's why, why Zach Eady from Purdue came back to school. I mean, he wasn't going to get drafted. I mean, look how dominant Drew Timmy was in the tournament. I don't, not, I don't even think he signed a two-way deal yet. No. He, he might just, not even. They don't see him as uh, as athletic enough for the league. I and mean, the little killer guard from Kansas, signed, Kansas State, did he? Marquise Noel. He signed. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you on that, but I know he signed a two-way contract. Oh, he did? Yes. Uh, but yeah, Drew Timmy, college player of the year a couple times, not drafted, and that's why he's played, what, four or five years at Gonzaga. And yeah, Zach Eady, who was the college player of the year last year at Purdue, he's coming back to Purdue because he knows that he likely wouldn't be drafted and he can make money, make a name, image, and likeness at Purdue. Sure, Marquis year. Noel signed with the Raptors. Ooh, Two-way deal. He's going to play with Grady Dick. See? There Dick you go. Dick and Noel. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a pop group from the 70s. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Okay, we'll come back. We'll hopefully uh, get it with Keenan Womack. We'll also hear more from Nick Saban, his conversation with Joel Klatt. 
And I'm just looking up, and there's Grady Dick right there. He looks so much like Brad Kellner, it's crazy to me. Having worked with and know Brad Kellner very well, it kind of freaks me out every time I see it with that hair. And um, it just looks like BK. Uh, we'll uh, pick up the Nick Saban conversations. Craig Way has his report, salacious gossip, and your blitz before the end of the hour. It's a busy Friday on b and It's Bucky and Aaron. I have a picture. There it is, the biggest hit of the UK pop band Thompson Twins. Thompson Twins, Buck. 1984. I like this song. This, this topped the U.S. charts at number three. Top Who's three. this doing that bad music of the 80s? Bad music of the 80s, yeah. You know. Thompson Twins, who went... Four and five last night in the NBA draft. First set of brothers to, and like actual brothers to ever go in the top uh, ten of a draft. Also, uh, Spurs happy to get Victor Wembanyama. Rockets, by the way, in addition to getting uh, Amen Thompson, one of the Thompson twins, um, people are still figuring out how, well, trying to figure out how they, how Cam Whitmore, the Villanova swing guy, was there at uh, at pick twenty. Um, as this is written, I was reading this uh, scouting report says unreal barring off court concerns. We don't know about, there's really no justifiable reason for Cam Whitmore to fall this far. There've been rumblings of poor workouts and unimpressive interviews, but that's classic front office overthinking. It says Whitmore is a freight train with a chiseled frame, elite explosiveness and a three point shot that projects. Well, they got a good deal. Yeah. Well, that's uh, sometimes you need that. The Rockets didn't get the good fortune of winning the lottery ball that the Spurs got to take Victor Wimbanyama. But uh, down in Houston, I think they got uh, two top five to seven type talents uh, with picks four and 20. We'll see. Time will tell. That's what these drafts are all about. The next draft that we'll be looking for is the MLB draft, which is coming up uh, shortly here. And uh, we got to see two of the probably the two pitchers who will be drafted first and second in that amateur draft coming up uh, when you saw and, and Paul Skeens. He is a guy, Buck, that could go straight to the major leagues. If, if he could pitch, help you this year. Yeah. Yeah, after watching him again last night and watching him against he's in his a big first horse, start, isn't he? dude, he's six six. I mean, he is he is exactly he's got the big body. He's not been overused either. Remember, because he was a two way player. Um, you know, he was a catcher more than he was a pitcher until he got to, to college, uh, pitched some, but he hasn't been been you know the classic overused pitcher. He is a he is a dude, man. Yeah, Kiffin Wake Forest was such a nice slider last night. Yeah, Rhett Louder's getting man. Well, and remember when the season began, Rhett Louder was the guy projected to be the first pitcher taken if he stays healthy and now he's second behind Paul Skeens but he's not he's not too far behind him because he throws with high velocity his changeup ridiculous that three three pitch mix that he was dealing Man. with last night no one could generate much of anything and that was just dominant pitching because you know, good pitching is going to beat good hitting especially in that ballpark um, in Omaha, which is a pitcher's park for sure our man CB on the text line says uh, well, remember guys one year ago today Arch Manning Arch Manning committed to the Longhorns it's only been a year but uh, Longhorns hoping to to bring some magic this weekend. It should the, be Michael Taft Day every day, every every year on this day for the for the rest of eternity. Michael Taft Day. That is your buddy from Westlake who helped to uh, lure with his friendship, Arch Manning. They're still good buddies. And Michael Taft, of course, the walk the the preferred. Walk. I just hope that I hope he just continues to get better as time goes on and better and better and better and more familiar with sure the speed of the game. Well, and that's the expectation that he's a, a sponge. He's a gym rat. Loves football. Uh, he's got the name Manning, obviously, but goes to work. And you know that's been some of the reporting on Quinn Ewers that that seeing the way Arch Manning goes about his business. Malik Murphy's push has really pushed Quinn 
to um, get his body in better shape and go cut his hair and all the things that he's done. And uh, these are you – know, while, while the Longhorns are busy – I never got the hair thing. I don't know why people got into that. That always was kind of a weird thing. That was one of those, you know, get off my lawn kind of deal with the hair thing. The mullet? Yeah, I mean, come on. Well, look, he's the face of the program. And, John uh, United had that cut, and he was pretty damn good. I mean, that weird cut. It just – I don't know. Does it does it make you does it make people lazy if they got a mullet or something? I so I never got that with them. I mean, did it make them a dirt? What did it make them? Nothing. It just made him a kid, right? That's, what, that I That's what I thought. That's what I thought. But it does to me. It shows that, that that he's maybe taking it a little bit more seriously because there were times last year where it felt like there was some nonchalant body language for him. Um, you know, the leadership has to come, right? He's got to push this oh. thing. He's got to be the guy driving this bus. I mean, they've got talent, uh, but. You know, that's that's what you want from your quarterback. And whether it's cut the hair, you know, getting your body in better shape, eating better, uh, doing the right things, and that's that's with competition because Malik Murphy's not not resting, right? And Malik Murphy wants to come be, come win that job and play. And uh, Arch Manning, of course, uh, one year in. By the way, the baseball draft starts July the 9th, July the 9th, which is a Sunday. So if you're looking for when the baseball draft. College will baseball seems a long time. Oh, gosh, when you get yeah. to this far, man. And if you play all the way into Omaha, you're playing into late June. Wow. And you're started in February. Yeah, it's a, it's a long season, but uh, longer for some and longer for two. Florida and LSU right. will play for the national championship. Uh, that was major league pitching versus college hitters. That's exactly right. That's well said right there. That's well said. Um, you know, there's a couple of guys who are going to play major league baseball in those lineups, but those two pitchers, those are those are top of the rotation kind of pitchers in major league baseball. Uh, when they get there, and you know, for Paul Skeens, it might be sooner than later, because that guy's stuff translates quick. I mean, 100 miles an hour with with the the, the, the tilt he gets on that fastball, then his breaking stuff. I mean, he is, and, and and he's just learning to pitch. That's the real scary part. Because remember, when he was at Air Force and he was the two way player, he says getting to LSU, they helped him learn the mechanics. I mean, he picked up five or six miles an hour on his fastball just by, you know, working on his delivery. To focusing and devoting his time just to pitching and the the uh, the science of it. And he has become a rock star, man, that guy. And if you're Florida, you're like, man, we don't get we don't have to see that guy. Uh, they had to use Absolutely. him less. That is a great piece of uh, of uh, benefit there for Florida. All right, the Nick Saban conversation. We heard some of it last hour, pretty good stuff. Some said Nick was whining, thought his team should have played for the in the playoff a year ago, which was interesting. But how about on the state of college football? This one's interesting from Nick. Uh, the day, the day and times that we're in with the portal on top of NIL, and uh, it, it makes Nick Saban the coach at Alabama question. You know, is this an even trade that we're doing here? Here's Nick Saban thoughts with Joel Klatt uh, talking college football. If you were to start to address some of the issues in college football, where would you start? Well, I think you have to create a balance between how much do you take and how much do you give. Okay. Um, you know, we're giving people scholarships. We're creating name, image, and likeness opportunities. But what is their commitment? I mean, there's no place in the world where you don't have a contract. Uh, if you're going to receive benefits, you have a contract and an obligation to do a certain job. So when you can opt out, transfer, do whatever you want, whenever you want, I'm not sure the balance is quite right. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there that are much more qualified than me that are trying to figure out how do we fix this. But I think we do need to create some balance because I think at the end of the day, 
when you create an atmosphere where somebody's tentatively committed to what they're trying to accomplish, you have to evaluate, is that really a good thing? Sure. Because we all need to be totally committed to whatever you know, our goals and aspirations are, the sense of purpose that we have, if we're going to have a chance to be successful. Uh, I agree with that. Makes a lot of sense. Yep. Well, and that's, I think every, a lot of people have made that, that statement, but, but well said by Nick Saban that if you're going to have transfer portals or if you're going to have NIL, which is here to stay, if you're going to you know, be able to, to, to cash in on your name, image, and likeness, and that's part of the deal, well, then there does have to be even – There has to be a commitment. Yeah, the, the, he wants more of a commitment from, from those that are, getting, that are now making out, that have opportunities, not making out, but having opportunities. Right, getting the opportunities that they yeah. long should have had, but at the same time – to couple that with the immediate transfer portal. Yeah, he doesn't want it to be an easy out. You can't have an easy out. Oh, I didn't make it this year. I'm out. I'm gone. Yeah, we're committing to you. Uh, right. We're bringing you in. We're going to help you with, you know, elevate your 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 status so you can promote yourself and name, image, and likeness of opportunities are there for you. What is your commitment going to be? What's your commitment to us? Yes. And, uh, I, you know, that I think that's a, that's a, a complete, a, absolutely fair statement. And I, I'm with Nick. I don't know how to fix it because uh, right now you – can transfer whenever you want, right? Uh, just up and leave, which makes you know we, you talked about this as a coach. That makes your job very difficult. That you know we're committed to you, or you committed to us, and you can you can change your mind. This is why a guy like Malik Murphy at Texas, you just appreciate the guy. A guy like Roshan Johnson, last year for Texas. I mean, those guys could have gone anywhere, right? And and the, the fact that they stayed that tells you what kind of culture Steve Sarkeesian's building. And there's some name, image, and likeness things in there as well. But at the same time. Malik Murphy could be starting at quarterback in a lot of places around this country, it feels yes. like. And he's here to back up Quinn Ewers and compete with Quinn Ewers. Because uh, he made a commitment to the university. Yeah. And Rosh- and, and Steve Sarkeesian and the team. And, you know, Roshan Johnson, you know, when B. John Robinson exploded on the scene, remember, I just am amazed about Roshan Johnson, what type of person he is. Uh, That's the type of people you want in your program. A guy who, yeah, B. John was the, was the starter, and B. John was a, an elite player, one of the best running backs we've seen in a long time. You know, Roshan left the position of quarterback, volunteered to, to move to running back when they were in dire need was a freshman, um, and never complained. And never, you know, no one would have blamed that guy if he said, you know what, I'm going to go to TCU or I'm going to go play elsewhere. Uh, yeah, I love and, Texas, but I want to play. Well, no, he didn't. He would be, And not only did he play, he was the leader of the team. By the way, and those same commitments that, that Nick Saban wants from the kids got to have it from the coaches too. Fair point. Coaches can't be able to just walk when they want to walk. Oh, but here's an, here's another job. Now, coaches do have contracts and they do have buyouts and those kind of things. But, yeah, but agreed. But I the mean, personal commitments they make to those players when they're sitting in their homes, it's not really. Yeah, they can jump at any moment. Oh too. yeah, and we're they gone. Do. And they do. and they do. Yes, they do. They do. I mean, I have times we've seen a coach right after signing day, bolt somewhere like got the kid's signature because there is a letter of intent. But what does that even mean anymore at this point? And now, listen. I mean, if you're if you're a, a business out there and you're signing guys to name image or likeness, likeness deals, you'd like to know they're going to be here. Sure, you would. I mean, if you're investing your dollars uh, in their name, image, and likeness in their brand, there needs to be a bit of a commitment that hey, you know, this isn't a one year deal for us. We'd like to grow this thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, everybody's going to be different. But I do agree with Nick that the balance is off at this point. The ability to transfer. Really in all the sports, too, by the way. I mean, the fact that you can just up and go. I like it. I like the freedom of movement. Um, but at the same time, I do think there has to be some more structure into the whole system. Uh, but who's going to do that? Who's going to create that? I don't know. I don't have the answer for that. It's too loose. And we're seeing guys six and seven years and all this stuff, and then guys saying, I want to go here, or guys at five different colleges. I don't. That's the part I don't get. How does that work? 
Mm. The Longhorns will see one of those guys in about 70 days, JT Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's on his, what, fourth school, and uh, he's t- taken the tour. And now he's going to finish up at the Rice Owls. And that's a good place to finish by. It's a great school. Great school. Educationally. Uh, he'll get that done. So there's some college football conversation. Longhorns, as we mentioned, with a really, really big recruiting weekend. It's the anniversary of the commitment of Arch Manning, uh, but the Longhorns are hoping to land a few more. We mentioned 21 players. They're, the Longhorn commitment at quarterback for the 2024 cycle is going to be here this weekend. He's already committed. That's Trey Owens. He's a kid from Cy Fair. But a couple of running back, one running back, Jarek Gibson from the IMG Academy. Longhorns have several guys coming in from that IMG Academy this weekend. Uh, Jarek Gibson, just one of them. Uh, big name to watch, Buck, a wide receiver. You know, with the uh, with the likely departure or the commitment of Micah Hudson, the kid from Temple Lake Belton, who's the five star best receiver, maybe best offensive player in the state of Texas. It look, looks like he's leaning to Texas Tech, uh, and he didn't. He's not coming here this weekend. He was going to, but he's not. Uh, there's a kid named Terry Bussey. I think it's how you say his name, B-U-S-S-E-Y, out of mm-hmm. Timpson, Texas. I don't even know where Timpson is. Timpson High. Uh, he's a five-star kid, number 17-ranked player, according to On3 Sports. He will be here, so that's one to watch. Also, Parker Livingstone is a kid from Lucas Lovejoy. It's a four-star offensive lineman. Uh, five kids on the – or four kids on the offensive line um, that are coming in. Defensive line, Buck, uh, one big five-star kid, Dominic McKinley from Lafayette, Louisiana. Acadiana High School there. He is one of the uh, top 25 players in the entire country. And as I said earlier with the defensive line for Texas, you know, they're, they're not that, – that, that's the one position more than any other that they're, they're getting out of state to go get. Uh, Dominic McKinley's from Lafayette, Louisiana. they got a kid from uh, Terrence Hibbler from Lexington, Mississippi in this weekend. Another kid from Bryant, Arkansas in the IMG Academy. And then uh, his teammate at IMG, uh, Jaden Jackson, who's from Brownburg, Indiana. Those five defensive linemen will be in town. And as we said, the edge, biggest name here is the, the edge rusher from Duncanville, uh, Colin Simmons, who is ranked as the number four ranked player in the nation, Buck. I, you know, I asked this question a long time ago, and I got the answer. And I, I now I don't remember what the answer was. Who does ING Academy play? In the, I mean, what level? I mean, yeah, other top prep schools around the country. Other, I mean, they travel all over. I mean, it's not – they don't they play St. Like, Thomas, Aquinas, E. And I don't think they play – like a regular high school, like they St. Tom. Oh, they yeah, can? They, they do? Can. Like Westlake's played, I don't think IMG, but, you know, like one of those prep schools from Ohio last year in the regular season. So they got, they've got they got a full schedule that they play. They play like Bishop Gorman from Las Vegas. You know, that's a, that's like probably one of the biggest games every year. Um, it's more. So they do national, they do yeah, national it, it's travel. Kinda, it's kind of like that, that league or that idea uh, for the NFL or for High school football players. Okay, so they don't get they don't get to win yeah, state they, they championships win, or anything. Right, they live they there, win right? a national championship. Yeah, they, national championship. Yeah, they live okay. on. They live at the IMG Academy, so they it, right. It's like boarding school. And so they they're they're football. getting on the road and going places. But remember, and, IMG started with like tennis. I mean, uh, it was like we, Chris Ever Lord, I think, yeah, was there. Andre Agassi went to the, and mm-hmm. that's where it started. And then they, tried, you know, started a football program. Uh, so if you're, you know, especially if you're at a school that's not a high level, I mean, you're playing at Westlake, you're going to be probably fine. But if you're a kid playing that's really talented that you're, you're playing at a, at a smaller level at a school that doesn't have really good players. You want to go play against great competition. I can see that if, if you can afford it, by the way. Hey, when we come back, load up your Blitz. It's your final Blitz of the week. It's a Friday Blitz coming right after Salacious Gossip. First, Craig Way. Where you get that from? Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Because I ain't for no games. No okay? games, just the gossip brought to you by the Icy Cold Bud Lights. You'll need them this weekend watching baseball, Rangers, Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, and the College World Series finale. Pretty good. Also, the golf up there in Connecticut, but Travelers Championship tore that place apart yesterday. 
Yeah, Scotty's right there. Scotty Scheffler. Yep. I mean, <laughs> Putting got a little bit better. Missed a couple. Come on, Scotty. Four Let's, footers too. Even but. through nine. Even through nine today. Uh, Bud Light, of course, the official domestic beer partner of your Texas Longhorns, the Texas X's, and the Texas OU game. And summertime in Austin, Texas. Make sure you're getting those Coke Fest tickets. Plenty of Bud Lights there. When the uh, two nights of great music, two days and two nights. I uh, just heard my my buddy William Clark Green. He'll be he'll be there. Also, John Party and Whiskey Myers, just two great nights of music. Uh, get those at KOKEFest.com. Also, the Round Rock Express Buck all weekend out at Dell Diamond. You know, they've got, got six, fireworks six, Friday. Fireworks Friday tonight, Bud Light Fireworks Friday. They've got uh, six games in a row. They're playing really good. By the way, the Rangers are set up. I was talking to Gene Watson yesterday, who was in here with Craig Way from the Kansas City Royals, and he's, he's big on the Rangers, thinks they've got a real chance. And he talked about all the prospects they have in their system. They're building something there, so... Your Yankees could be in trouble this weekend, my friend. Probably not. Well, without Aaron Judge, they're kind of punchless. Oh, they are. All right, we said this earlier, but it's uh, Bears repeating in Salacious Gossip. But according to Dana White of the UFC, the Elon Musk-Mark Zuckerberg feud is a real deal. And he's talked to both of them, he says, and they're absolutely serious, deadly serious about fighting one another in a UFC octagon. He said it could be the largest pay-per-view of all time. Uh, Elon Musk is 51. He's 6'1", about 240 pounds. Our man, did you our, say 240? About 240, 245, it says here. He's uh, proficient in karate, taekwondo, and judo. Our man Mark Zuckerberg, 39, so 12 years uh, younger. Only 5'7". That's going to hurt Only right 100 pounds. No, he's more than 100 pounds. It says right here. No, 160, that's wrong. Well, I'm just reading right here, 100.9 pounds. Mark, uh, that's like a little. That's like a little girl. Elon Musk, 245.9 pounds. I don't think he's 240. That dude's not 100 pounds. He's got to be over 100 pounds. He is. He's like he's like 160. Okay, it says 100 B. What is B? 100 B. Like it doesn't say LBs. It says 100 B. I don't know. 100 little Bs. But he is uh, a disciplined in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I got Elon. I think he'll pound him. Too much weight. That height thing Too much is anger. a problem. Hey, Deion Sanders, we're rooting for Deion. Primetime is under is slated to have emergency surgery today after another blood clot was discovered in his groin. The former Cincinnati, uh, the uh, the former, obviously primetime, but the head coach at uh, at uh, Colorado. Let's hope yeah, he's going to be an okay. Emergency surgery. Well, look, I mean, I told you that my, my only experience with this is my my aunt. She had her foot amputated because uh, she couldn't feel, she was losing feeling in it. And she's happier now because she has a prosthetic that works great and uh, she gets around better. And uh, we'll see. I mean, if I'm Dion, with the risk and his family history, I might just go ahead and go go prosthetic on that deal. Hope the best for Dion. Yeah, was that B, his net worth, the $100 billion? Oh, was net worth. The only worth. thing I'm getting oh. here is beta, beta weight. Which she okay, so that might, must be okay. They, I was because they gave height. I thought that was weight. That's that's what their worth is. That's their money. Okay. Zuckerberg's worth a hundred billion. Elon's two hundred. Elon's two forty-five. Okay, that makes way more sense. That does make more sense. My my bad on that. Uh, sorry, I read the chart improperly. That's my fault. Shame on me. Yeah, Elon probably doesn't weigh two forty. Uh, no, yeah, like I no. said, he's a little lumpy. Little no. lumpy. Hey, by the way, United States getting older. New census report found that the median age in the United States at an all-time high last year. Our now average age in the United States is almost 39 years old. It's only it's because like guys like Ty and Mike, nobody's having any kids. 
Nobody's having kids anymore. Remember the producer we had that had a vasectomy? And he's like 22 years old. Who, Kalai? <laughs> no, what Kalai? <laughs> what him? Trying to remember who it was. He just he didn't want kids. Didn't want kids. Knew it. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're well, now. That's, you can get that reverse. We're now pushing 45. Or 40 yeah, years can. old is I'm our average. I'm getting mine reversed. Snip, snap, snip, snap. Yeah. Why? What are you, Robert De Niro? Why not? Why not? Those ready guys to, are all having fun. Al Pacino, you ready to pop out another one? Oh, no. You got a I puppy, just got a new puppy. Yeah, get you a kid. Zuckerberg, 154. 154. He's my weight. Okay, so that's their worth, not their weight. I, yeah, yeah, thank you for that clarification. Let's go to your blitz. It was tremendous yesterday. Let's see if we can finish the week with a good one. The Bucky and E Blitz. The Morning Blitz brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck, the half under factory warranty, and any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. All right, first Blitzer, you're up. This is the Lost Dodge University of Texas. Bucky, I saw last night the NBA draft. That Spurs picked that 19-year-old Victor Wimbanyama from France, number one. You know, he could have come to Texas on a full basketball scholarship plus a big chunk of NIL money, but if he wants to take pay cut and play for the Spurs, that's his business. Hook them horns. Thank you there, Coach. <laughs> Appreciate that. Next blitz, so you're think up. that's accurate. But, Joe, you got both. You proclaim to be French, so why don't you go and be the first person to greet Victor when the Spurs play in Austin? Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's right. I am French. That's right. I forgot about that. You know, you did your... 23, 23 and me. me, and you're not. I'm not. That's right. More I'm Irish more than you are French. Next blitzer, you're up. All right. Hell no. I'm not going to pay for that pay-per-view between those two scrawny guys. However, I am promoting a horn bash. Bigger versus someone else in an alligator pit till death. <laughs> an alligator pit. I love that. Let's bring back horn bash. Bigger and better. Next blitzer, you're up. Hey, BK, pretty tall. He taller than me. Well, so am I. Most people are, t- are taller than you, little Kev. This was so my know. puppy. Next Blitzer, you're up. I see the SEC schedule. Get to the chopper, Bucky. <laughs> do we do we now? <laughs> Get to the chopper with that schedule. Next Blitzer, you're up. You know why the medium age for people is 38 to 39? Because your boy Bo Edge and everybody promoting vast madness a couple years ago. <laughs> oh! Shut it down! Well, Let's go! It's not as bad as it is in like in China. You know, China's got a real problem with. They got rules there. Yeah, they remember got the rules, one China, yeah. you one go to child. Jail. Well, one child. Remember? Well, now they're they're not replenishing fast enough. In China? Yeah, it's true. Ooh. I mean, they're gonna they're they're getting very old in China. You gotta you gotta replace your your population, right? So you, you people need to start having some kids. Back in your day, Buck, you're you're one of eight. I'm the oldest. My mom's one of seven. I'm at least one of four. There was no time for a mall walking. Speaking back of in the kids, day. I was looking at this other story about Elon Musk. It, it's given the tail of the tape. It says children. It says at least ten. Is that right? Elon's got at least ten children. Well, I know sure. he's got at least one. That's what it says, at least 10. Okay. Keep that under wraps, huh? We'll come back. Uh, guess who's going to join us in the 9 o'clock hour if he's awake? 